178, excuse me, Job 8 through 10. Well, now we got Bildad the Shuhite. And he... Okay, so let's let's put ourselves in these situations. Rob, you have a okay. friend. He was extremely wealthy. He had uh, 10, 10 sons and daughters. Okay. Um, they weren't the best kids, right? <coughs> like, Man, people yeah. knew in the community. They liked to party. They do it. And then in, in one day... They're gone. They're taken up. Tornado hits their party house, and, and they're all dead. You're going to show up to your friend, Rob, and be like, you know what? God's punishing you because your kids were as evil as Satan himself. Maybe not the best way to lead. But that's really where a Bildad is kind of starting from as a starting point, right? Not only does he bring Job's children that he just lost into the argument of why God's punishing him, but he accuses Job of even trying to reconcile with God in a heavenly courtroom where Job has no standing, according to Bildad, right? Bildad. Not, not a great way to comfort your friend in their time of loss. But what, what's going on and what do you see in these couple of chapters? I see, I see a man who is frustrated that his friend doesn't get what he wants him to get. Mm-hmm. And so I think if Eliphaz is is coming kind of soft and low, Bildad, like you said, comes on <clears throat> pretty strongly that, man, listen, the reason why you are suffering as you are is because you have done wrong. So there's a, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. So just admit it. You're you're wrong, and we're right. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> and he's and and in Job's reply in chapter nine, there is some like concession here. I, I think it's I think it's good to understand. Job says, "Truly, I know that that it it is so. But how can a man be in the right before God if one wished to contend with him? One could not answer him once a thousand times." Um, so he he understands um somewhat but he also understands that listen I I am innocent in this regard. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, right? Like Bildad says Job like Make a petition to God that you're going to renew your life and live righteously. Clearly, your family's been wicked. Pride stems from you, so get right. And Job then gets into this whole discussion of like, no, I mean, even in the depth of my sin, I could never approach God no matter how much righteousness I proved in my life, right? Right. So he gets that right. He knows he's totally depraved. He knows he's sinful. And so he's not putting his hope in the fact that God would accept him in this courtroom when he tries to argue his case. But he also has this interesting statement in verses 32 through 35 where he talks about if if he were to go on trial with God, there's no one that could be an arbiter, is the word he uses, right? But an yeah. intermediary. And 
and he asks basically like in this scene he wants God to take away this punishment and that he doesn't have to be in fear of God well Rob yeah that's a strong gospel connection right there right? strong gospel connection who is our intermediary the one who does stand in our place where Job knows he's sinful and he has no right to come before God who took that place for us so that we can enter the presence of God yeah there's only one mediator between man and God that is Jesus Christ so Job is pointing us to the theme of the gospel kind of coming out through the midst of his suffering yeah yeah and and in Job's in Job's understanding, I think he is finding the gospel in suffering. I think people will tend to find the gospel in suffering as well, as they will say to themselves, well, who will mediate before me to a holy and righteous God? I, I guess I am deserving of sin or, or, or this judgment and because of my sin, but I, I need a mediator. And so it's, it's coming out in, in people's suffering you see it all the time as a pastor. I see it all the time as a pastor. At people's lowest point, they are open to the gospel. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are open to the the one true God who actually wants to save them in the hope of eternal life in Christ Jesus and the, the work of Christ upon the cross for them and for their sins. Not only do they feel the weight of their sin and the depravity in their suffering because they feel this broken world whether it's due to their own choices or not it doesn't matter it's due to the brokenness of the world so job is feeling the brokenness of the world whether he feels it is due to his sin or not and i think that that's the reality of sin is this suffering from from dust you you came dust you shall return you will have pain in childbearing you will have toil is is what genesis tell, tells tells us about you have, it, it will be hard work by the sweat of your brow that you will eat food from the earth mankind so it's going to be hard there's going to be suffering pain and death yeah and i think I, I was just looking up right the lyrics of the song that was like kind of popular when we were in in college days but my savior my god by Aaron Shoes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar. I'm not skilled to understand what God has willed or God has planned. Oh, there you go. I, I only that. know that his his right hand stands one who is my Savior. Right. So, Job is also pointing us to if we are in Christ, we don't always understand why God's allowing the things that He does in our life, but we rest our hope that there is one. Who is in God's presence and is vouching for our life. And as we sing in another song that we sing here, He will hold me fast, right? He will hold God's me fast. holding our faith even through these ups and downs where we have doubts and we have struggles. We can rest in the fact that God does care for our yeah. life and He wants us to cry out to Him. Job has a lot of questions, right? And sometimes we have a lot of questions. In chapter 10, his questions are Why did you bring me out from the womb? Are not my days few? Well, look at verse 3, chapter 10. Does it seem good to you, God, to oppress, to despise the work of your hands in favor of the designs of the wicked? Right. So, like, layman's terms, God, you said that you fearfully and wonderfully made me, and now you're destroying my life? 
and yet the wicked people around me seem to thrive. Yeah. How how is that demonstrating your goodness in my life? <clears throat> yeah. But these are questions that we're going to wrestle with at some point, right? Yeah. But you rest in confidence that the Lord knows the way that he's taking us through. And when we come through, it's what? Refined as gold with fire, right? And we're going to have questions on this earth. Why this happens, what what God is at work in this. And we have to realize that God is at work. God works together f- for the good who loves him and are called according to his purpose. So when we when we understand that truth, we can have questions and still trust in God. So we have a, a, a brother who is going through some treatments right now for a medical condition he has. Mm-hmm. And one of the messages a couple weeks ago was an opportunity that he had to share the gospel right. with someone that was going through something even worse than what he was experiencing. Right. So what if, Rob, God chooses to make us suffer to open a door like we saw with Philip the Ethiopian eunuch to have an opportunity to share gospel hope with someone that could make all the difference for their eternity? Life is much much bigger than just our own comforts and what we see in the here and now. Let us rest in that. Amen. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. Bible Rundown.